0: So everybody has heard of all the deer minerals and supplements and salt blocks for deer. Uh, But do they actually work? Let's talk about it. Welcome to the Buick Outdoors podcast. I'm your host Sheldon Marion and on this podcast we dive deep into the outdoors. We discuss hunting and fishing techniques, give you tips and tricks, tell stories and everything in between to help you enjoy the outdoors. This podcast is brought to you by Rampage Coffee. At Rampage Coffee, they have all sorts of different kinds of blends of coffee. They have some merchandise and rubs as well. For me, my go-to is the C4 blend. It packs one heck of a punch and it's enough to crank a diesel engine in the morning. And for me, not being much of a coffee guy, I don't like to drink it all day. So one or two cups of C4 blend and I'm good for the day if you don't really know which one to get i would highly suggest one of the bundle kits and you can customize them so you can try all sorts of different uh varieties of blends and the size of packs that you want and you can also get some merchandise in with your coffee kits as well also new for this year they are now coming in k-cups if you have a keurig so if you want to check those guys out head over to rampagecoffee.com and for you guys listening and watching this if you use the promo code Buick at checkout, you'll receive 10% off your order. So that's rampagecoffee.com, promo code Buick, and you'll receive 10% off your order. Well, welcome back to another Buick Outdoors podcast. Uh today we're going to be talking about uh all the different kinds of deer minerals and supplements and salts that you can get for uh well, it's pretty well for everything, you know, deer, moose, elk, if crazy enough, sheep, goats kind of a thing, but, uh, you know, for the most part, I'm going to be referring to deer a lot, because that's kind of, it seems like that's the majority of what people use these for, even though they are used for everything, you know, you can use them for elk and moose, uh, whitetail, mule deer, antelope, you know, it, it doesn't really matter, but you know, just for the sake of argument, I'll just say deer plus it it helps just kind of, you know, focus on one thing. Uh, you know, you can't say ungulates, but saying that over and over again, it's going to get tiring. So we'll just say deer. Uh, but anyways, to start this off, you know, I kind of want to break it down into kind of like the three parts of this. Uh, You know, on one side... There's the deer minerals and supplements, and they are that. They are uh, minerals and supplements, just like you and I take, like, uh, you know, men's one a day kind of a thing. Uh, and then they, the companies that make those, they also sell them as that. Then there's the guys that are in the middle, where it's it seems like it's almost mainly salt, but they add... One or two things, you know, there might be a little bit of you know, calcium or phosphorus or, or something along those lines. And even though it's a majority of salt, they still sell it as a mineral and a supplement. And it's kind of like a snake oil kind of a thing. And then there's the, the third part where it is just salt. And they tell you that it's just salt. And, you know, they sell it as salt. And so they're not really lying to you whatsoever. And, uh, you know, it's kind of taken hunters by storm uh, lately. Uh, You know, right now we're kind of in the day and age. uh, It seems like after trail cameras really started to come out, uh, people really started to care about their herd health and just the overall health of animals. And, uh, you know, it's really, it is a good thing. However, companies also have flocked to that, and they'll sell you a lot of garbage. Uh, you know, there's there's a lot of stuff out there, and whether you go on to, you know, Cabela's, if you go to Walmart, Sportsman's Warehouse, Bass Pro Shops, Canadian Tire, all these places, they all carry kind of like, kind of like the general uh, stuff. Uh, one thing is like Deer Cane, Uh, You can pretty well find that everywhere. Same thing with like uh, the Rack Rock is another big name out there. And, you know, when it comes to those three categories that I was talking about, you know, there's like the salt category where, you know, just like you and I, we all need salt. Just same thing with the animals. And if you're wanting to start a, a salt lick, just like how they naturally occur out in the woods you know it is a good thing if they have a water source nearby uh you know with the salt it helps with electrolytes it helps you absorb water as long as you don't have too much of it uh and you also if you're going to be supplementing salt you also have to have a water source uh either man-made or nearby like a creek river swamp lake whatever you know and uh You know, when it comes to those guys, typically, you know, it's a, you know, like a cobalt salt block, something you buy from like a livestock store, or it's a bag of rock salt, or it's just a big chunk of, you know, mineral salt. And those guys, you know what, They're, they're doing their thing. They're just saying, hey, we have salt, we're selling you salt, everything needs salt, everything likes salt. I mean, you know. I put salt on my eggs, deer lick salt up off the ground, right? So those ones are not too bad. You kind of, you get what's on the label, basically. Uh, then there's like the the first part of that whole spectrum, like the whole uh, minerals and supplements and stuff. And we'll talk about that uh, after we talk about the guys that are in the middle that are kind of like the snake oil. Uh, salesman's and you know i have a really hard time with those ones uh mainly because a lot of times it's it's usually pure salt with a couple of extra things or they'll say a proprietary blend when really when you read the label they don't really tell you a whole lot uh you know it might say something like you know trace mineral salt with added this or mineral salt with added something or other or they say you know it has a apple blend to bring them in and it's an attractant yada yada when really all it is is just pure salt and then maybe like you know some sort of a scent or a flavor that they put onto it so and it makes it look like it works more and then a lot of times if they have something like that the deer will come in and they'll eat way too much salt because of the flavorings that are in it. And then it it can actually hurt the herd. Uh, more than it will help it. Uh, you know. They're, it will help them a little bit. But it seems. And like I'm not a wildlife biologist. But through all the. You know kind of researching that I've done. And everything like that. It seems like those ones. They're just. They're not what you expect to get. Because all you did was read the label. The label sounds amazing. But then when you actually look into it, it's basically salt with maybe a little bit of, you know, calcium and phosphorus in it or you know, something so minute and small that they're able to label it as a supplement or with minerals when really it's just salt. And then you have to be really careful again, like I said, if if you read something that says minerals and stuff, you're going to put it out kind of wherever And it's nowhere near uh, a water source. So they end up absorbing too much salt into their system. Now, when it comes to the other ones where it's actual minerals and actual supplements, uh, you know, deer, moose, elk, just animals in general, they're just like you and me, where if you have a well-balanced diet, you do get the majority of the stuff that you need. However, like I said, I take a uh, men's one-a-day supplement vitamin pill uh, just so I get that little extra stuff that I miss within my diet kind of a deal. I actually take a whole handful of crap. But, uh, you know, the deer and elk and moose, you know, they, they do the same thing. And it's not just that one animal in that one area. You know, if there's... Parts of places where you can go and the dirt itself is high in iron, so they don't need an iron supplement there. However, it might be low in salt, so they need salt. Where if you go to this other place, you know, it might be a high salt content area and there's natural minerals and natural salts all over the place, but they're low on, say, something like calcium because calcium is kind of hard to find in the wild. So that's when the mineral attractants actually work. And then also, if you're looking into getting into this, the difference between a mineral blend and a mineral attractant blend is usually just one or two very, very small, fine details. If it's a mineral blend, it'll have everything like the micro and macronutrients You know, it has the calcium, phosphorus, potassium, magnesium, sodium, sulfur, iron, copper, zinc, manganese, cobalt, uh, selenium, and iodine in it. But then for them to call it a mineral attractant, they'll put in something like dried molasses. That's basically about it. Plus, when it comes to all these minerals too, a lot of the time... Uh, They can be an extremely bitter taste. So when they put in that dry molasses, it acts kind of two ways. One, they can smell it, so it brings them in. And it also has that sweet little flavor to it as well. So when they actually enjoy eating it. Uh, And with these two, one thing you have to be very careful with when you're doing this. Uh, A new thing that's come up is CWD which is in my understanding it's kind of like mad cow disease but for like deer and ungulates like moose and elk and stuff but mainly deer and basically it lives in the soil so if you are going to be doing this in a spot that's prone to CWD uh from what I've read up on anyways the best thing you can do when you're using like these salt blends is don't put it directly on the ground you want to find like a rotten stump and put it onto that stump, and then over time the stump itself will absorb all the salt. And that way when the deer come in, they don't paw on the ground and disturb the soil and release what's holding on to CWD and ingesting it. What they end up doing is they eat at the at the bark and the wood itself kind of a deal. So in that CWD isn't directly in the wood to from my understanding again I'm not a wildlife biologist so you might want to actually talk to a a real scientific dude that knows his stuff not just you know some idiot on a podcast or on YouTube kind of a thing uh but with that all being said you know the the prices of this stuff too um because it is a business uh you know people do need to make money but the markup on this stuff is absolutely insane uh you know a lot of times too the stuff that's in it uh as long as you have some sort of a uh like a farming store kind of a thing as long as you have something like that around where you live you can buy everything yourself and mix it all up and some people too they do just like to go out and support their favorite you know whatever brand kind of a thing and Also, the simplicity of just going out, picking something up off the shelf, going out to the woods and just hucking it out and setting up your camera kind of thing. It is simple and convenient and it is nice. Uh, But if you're going to be using these for long terms and you're going to be using quite a bit of it, I would highly suggest uh, to go to your farming and supplement store and just see what they have there that you can uh, you can put together yourself. Uh, for me, I make... I've been making my own stuff for quite a few years. And, you know, the, the nice thing about it too is you can always kind of tweak your recipe or try something new. And especially if you have trail cameras, you can set it up even side by side and see which one they prefer over the other ones. Uh, and... You know, there's tons of blogs and write-ups and YouTube videos on people making their own supplement blends. And one of the things that I've been seeing too is a lot of people have been putting like Kool-Aid in it and it kind of acts like a dry molasses. But with the Kool-Aid, I mean, I'd rather just use straight minerals instead of adding Kool-Aid. Like if you're going to go that route and you want it as an attractant, I mean, Kool-Aid does work, but, you know, maybe go the dried molasses route. For me, it just, it seems to be a little more natural than uh, red Kool-Aid or whatever, right? But, you know, you do you. That That's part of doing this, uh, that you can tweak your own recipes and you can add what you want. And then also you have to, you have to check with your provincial and state regulations to make sure that what you're doing is legal. Uh, some places it's Illegal. no matter if you're on Crown land, private land, whatever. Some places you're allowed to do it on private, but you can't do it on Crown. Some places they they just, whatever, do your thing and everything's legal. So, you know, before you do this, you know, make sure you you check your regulations and make sure that's actually legal where you're at. And, uh, you know, for me, what I like doing is after... You know, after I looked at a lot of stuff and compared prices and stuff, <clears throat> you know, there's, there were so many things that you, I'd go into Canadian Tire and I'd look at the shelf and it's just lined with all this junk, basically. And you'd read the label and it wouldn't tell you anything. But then after doing a little bit of research, like, uh, you know, I don't want to, I don't really want to throw them under the bus or anything like that, but, you know guys like uh uh deer cane it's pure salt it's you on their package at least it tells you that it is they say that sodium and calcium so you have salt and a little bit of calcium that little bit of calcium with all that salt is not really going to do anything uh and then they have like the deer cane black magic it's pretty well salt calcium and phosphorus all right well that That's a little bit better, but, you know, for a four and a half pound block, it's $17. So one itty bitty block, it's 17 bucks. Like that is an astronomical amount of money for what you get. And, but I mean, at least with this, it has phosphorus and like with phosphorus, it does help with, you know, uh, their overall growth, bone development, Uh, digestion, absorption of minerals and enzymes. So it does help. But again, if I really don't know how much is in there because it doesn't say a percentage or anything like that on there. Uh, Same with, like, the calcium. Uh, Depending on what kind of calcium it is, uh, it can really affect it. You know, when you break it down to, like, the science terms, there's just, like kind of like the raw crappy calcium that you can get where it's pretty well like powdered milk and then there's also uh uh what's it called dicalcium phosphate and monocalcium phosphate uh and there's there's not much difference between monocalcium and dicalcium phosphate other than uh pretty well the amount of phosphorus that's in it and also with uh, with dicalcium phosphate, the total phosphorus is 19%, and then the digestible calcium is 60%, I believe. And then with mono, uh, monocalcium phosphate, it's 22% phosphate, and it's 84% digestible calcium. So it, they absorb a little bit more calcium than the other stuff, but, I mean, really, it it doesn't really matter overly too much during the winter months is when you really want to start to supplement some of your herds uh especially when they're when they're pregnant uh you know when you're supplementing your deer you kind of you almost want to do it year round because at certain times in certain development stages it helps them out when a doe is pregnant with a fawn uh you know it's it's always in the winter. It's the winter's hard on them and they're not getting all the nutrients that they need. Uh, If you think about your supplements and minerals that you're giving them, it's kind of like a pregnant woman taking like a prenatal vitamin. Do you absolutely need it? Yeah, maybe. Yes. No, I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I don't really know. However, they all say that you should take it. So and it helps with the development of the fetus. It helps the the woman make it through the pregnancy. And then afterwards, it helps with uh, better milk production. It helps with that fawn with the milk and uh, nutrients absorbance. And then also as it grows, uh, it's kind of like giving your kid a multivitamin. Again, do you have to give that kid or that fawn a multivitamin every day? No. There's a lot of people that have never taken a vitamin or a mineral a day in their life and they're perfectly fine and healthy. But there's always that little bit where they could be just slightly healthier or they could be slightly better or they could absorb, you know, whatever it is. Vitamin D slightly more kind of a thing. Same thing goes with your deer herd. And then after the fawn stage, you know, they start to kind of say it's a buck starting to grow up. If you have that extra phosphorus and that extra calcium in their diet, which they might not be getting with their natural diet, uh, it it typically will help slightly with their antler growth and bone development. You know, there's a lot of guys out there, will, they'll say, if you use this product, we guarantee you bigger deer in two years. Well, I can guarantee you, bigger deer in two years if i sold you a jar of air because the deer is two years older so you have to be careful with some of the branding and how they market some of this stuff there's so many of them out there where they're they're doing a good thing they have good blends of minerals and supplements and instead of just telling you that like hey this will help your deer herd slightly it just gives them a little boost in the minerals that they need They'll tell you that it's guaranteed to grow bigger, better bucks when really it's kind of half truthful, but that's how they sell it to you. They don't sell it to you as you're going to get slightly healthier deer. They sell it to you as this is going to grow bigger deer when really it's is not exactly the case because like I said, a deer will get bigger in two years just by living two more years. It, you know, if you look at the life cycle of a, of a white-tailed deer you typically speaking again with like the balanced diet kind of thing from year two to year six or seven ish they get bigger every single year no matter what you do if you just drive down the road look at them, go back the next year drive down the road look at them again yeah he's gonna be bigger because he lived another year but then once they hit kind of year seven sometimes eight that's when they started to kind of decline, and it's one of those things where like i don't want I don't want to say almost everybody knows it, but uh the majority of people that hunt deer for horns know it, but somehow the marketing still gets them where it's like you know that deer it it grew by whatever it is he got an extra fifteen inches this last year if he used our product. He could have grew bigger and everybody's a, you know, everybody's a numbers guy when it comes to horns. If they could shoot a 150 deer compared to a 155 inch deer, they're going to shoot the 155 inch deer. For me, doesn't really matter. I look at the tenderloins and the, the roast, right? <laughs> but for the guys that are actually trying to quote unquote grow deer, you know, it, it matters to them, I guess. But at the same sense, the way they market this, it's not guaranteed to grow bigger deer. It does help grow healthier deer. And I'm I'm really trying to stress that because none of these things have steroids in them. You are not allowed, well, I'm pretty sure you're not allowed to sell that. That's, that's about the only way you can actually guarantee for them to get bigger is with some sort of testosterone or steroids. Again, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a vet, I'm not a biologist. I'm just an idiot with a camera and a microphone. So I might be lying, I don't know. But from what I've seen and read and watched and all the research I've done, basically all these minerals, it don't matter which ones you buy and put out there. They just tweak the diet a little bit and they just help molt slightly. Uh then there's some things too, like when you start making your own mixes, like what I do is I have a little secret ingredient and I'll let you in on that once as I tell you everything that I use for mine. Uh, you'll see, you know, it'll have a list of things like calcium, phosphorus, uh, zinc, copper, iron, whatever. And then every once in a while you'll see something saying like crude protein and That's where my little secret ingredient comes in, where it's usually just some sort of other feed. So when it comes to things that have like crude protein and added protein or whatever, a lot of times what it is, is just like something, some sort of food additive that they put in there. And when I say it like that, it sounds bad, but it's typically something like, you know, maybe there's some corn in there or some soy and it really doesn't hurt that much uh you know when it comes down to it we all need protein for muscle development and when it comes to deer you eat the muscle so why not have bigger muscles right uh for me what i like to do is i buy bags of trace minerals uh they're 55 pound bags they're about this big And they're $17 for one bag. So $17 gets you 55 pounds of it. Compare that to like Deer Cane, where it was $15 for 6 pounds. It's huge. And honestly, if all you wanted was just a salt lick with a little bit of minerals in it, the trace mineral salts is all you really need. And for $17 you get 55 pounds of it you spread that out and oh geez i don't know maybe once or twice a year kind of a thing you'll have a a sort of kind of natural salt lick instantly you know once it soaks into the ground or into that stump of wood that you're using they're gonna come back over and over and over again. And with 55 pounds of it for one bag for 20 bucks, you really can't go wrong. But what I do is I add a little bit of extra stuff to mine. Uh I do a two to one to one ratio. So I buy two bags of trace mineral salts and the mineral salts. I'll grab my camera here or my phone. I have a list of what's all on it. So the trace mineral salts, uh, there's salt, zinc, manganese, copper, iron, iodine, cobalt, and selenium uh, in the trace mineral salts. And with that, like if you look up, is it North American whitetail? They do all sorts of studies on this stuff. And that's basically like everything that a deer needs to survive and, like, thrive. Uh, also, what I do is I pick up a bag of monocalcium phosphate. And with that, the calcium, it helps with uh, bone development. It helps with uh, milk development. And then the phosphate, it helps out, too, with phosph- uh, the phosphorus. You know, it helps with the uh, overall growth mineralization, so like the antler growth uh, helps with their digestion, absorption of minerals, and the enzymes, like I already uh, talked about earlier on. And then uh, the only problem with that stuff, though, is it it's pretty expensive. It's it's a forty pound bag, and it cost me about sixty five dollars. So for that, it is quite expensive. But you know, according to everything that I've read up on. Uh, you know, it just, it helps in all stages of life kind of thing. So why not put it in there and use it? Uh, one thing I also like to add is dried molasses to mine. Uh, for this batch that I'm making, unfortunately, the uh, the food stock, the food place, they were, they were out of it, so I, I couldn't pick a bag up. Uh, but then a little extra thing that I put on into it, is just a rabbit ration. So, rabbit food. And it's like 18% protein, I believe. And with this. So, the rabbit food, it's, it's all pellets. And, uh, you know, the crude protein minimum is 18%. Crude fat minimum is 3%. Uh, it has 20% fiber. Uh, has a touch like a a hair of sodium 0.3% sodium and 1% calcium then there's also phosphorus in there again it's I don't know why they put it in there 0.7% so I mean it's there it's it's a trace amount but then with the rabbit food it also comes with vitamin A vitamin D and vitamin E so just like you and me We need our vitamins, we need our minerals and stuff. So with the rabbit food, it helps them out, you know, that little extra touch again. And plus with the rabbit food, that acts as an attractant and it gives them something to eat. Uh, So instead of using dry molasses, you can just use the rabbit pellets. However, with that dry molasses, it's just that little tweak. You know, it gives gives them something sweet to chew on kind of a thing. And even with the rabbit pellets too... Here in the yard, Shelby has rabbits out back, and they kept coming into the rabbit hutch and eating all of her rabbit pellets. So now we actually store her rabbit pellets in the house. And the one day, just for just to see what would happen, you know, these yard deer, they they live in town. They see people all the time, so they're not they're not concerned about people whatsoever. So you're able to actually sit and observe them from extremely close range and i'm talking like three feet away kind of a deal and there's one trail that they'd like to come in on and it comes just a straight shot to the rabbit hutch so just in front of the rabbit hutch i took a handful of just amazing green sweet smelling hay and i put it into a pile i grabbed one of her little rabbit dishes it's just a small bowl and I put a bunch of whole oats in there. And I put it beside the hay. And then I grabbed another rabbit dish. And I filled it up with the rabbit pellets. And I put it on the other side. So it was just a a line of food. Those deer came in a straight line. They didn't look at the hay. They sort of kind of sniffed the oats. And then they ate every single last rabbit pellet that there was. And then when they were done that. Then they ate the oats. When the oats was done. Then they ate the hay. And this was back in... Uh, I wanna say September or October, so i I didn't really have to worry about uh you know screwing up their guts and anything like that like you do in the winter uh but to me, you know that solidified like they their choice food is those rabbit pellets, and when you're mixing them mixing them up like I do with this uh there's there's so much other stuff like it's gonna be roughly 40 pounds of rabbit pellets in a little over 100 pounds of trace minerals. So, I mean, like for every bite that they take, they're going to get like one or two little nibbles of a rabbit pellet. I'm not feeding them just straight rabbit pellets kind of a thing. So, it, so far from what I've seen is that it it doesn't mess them up at all. And that's one thing you have to be very, very careful of in the wintertime. Something starts happening in their stomach, and again, I'm an idiot. I'm a redneck with a, with a video camera and a microphone on YouTube, and I have a podcast. I'm not a wildlife biologist, but in the late fall, their stomachs and their intestinal system and everything like that, they start to change, and they create like an enzyme, I think is what it is, That makes it so they can go from eating green grasses and hay and straw and oats and barley and whatever they're eating. And it makes it so they're able to eat like willow bark and pine needles because that's what they kind of survive on in the wintertime because nothing else is available. And you have to be very, very careful in the winter that if you are feeding them oats into that late fall stage, you have to continue feeding them that all the way until spring because they haven't been able to develop those enzymes where if you just let nature take its course kind of thing and you don't feed them in the late fall, uh, they naturally go into this cycle where they're able to create that enzyme and they're able to digest, uh, you know, like the barks and the needles. And then if you come in in say December or January and you feel bad for all these deer because it's really cold outside and you want to feed them and you want to see them, you know, really grow and thrive and survive, you bring in a hay bale, you throw it out there and you think you're doing good when really there's a good potential that you're actually going to kill off a bunch of them because when that goes into their system, uh, from my understanding, is it it doesn't react well and it kind of just, it doesn't get digested. I think is what happens. So it just kind of balls up almost like cement and it gets kind of trapped in their intestines and then they can't, you know, pass anything through and they, I don't know what you'd call it, but they die from it. So when it comes to this stuff, if you're adding any sort of feed, make sure it is that bare minimum like rabbit pellets or just don't feed them at all and just stick to the trace minerals and the calcium and the phosphorus, and the cost that it, the cost that it takes me for this, I didn't mention that, uh, you know, it, it's seventeen dollars for the trace minerals, uh, the monocalcium calcium phosphate, it's sixty-five bucks for that forty-pound bag, and then the rabbit food, it's it's twenty-one dollars for a forty-pound bag, so altogether. Uh, I'm in this for $128.01, and that's including uh, our provincial sales tax and our government sales tax, which combined, uh, it's like 4%. Or no, sorry, $4, not 4%. Uh, But anyways, you know, so for pretty well $128, you get 190 pounds of uh, mineral supplements and you know when you do the math there it's like 67 cents per pound where if you're using something like the deer cane and i'm only using those guys just for price reference and it's because it's available everywhere like if you want to use deer cane where you you just want to supplement them with uh you know salt and calcium but it works uh animals do need it so i'm not not trying to bash those guys at all. But the just for price reference, you know, it's fifteen dollars for a six and a half pound block of deer cane, which is two dollars and thirty cents per pound. So if you're if you have the means and you have the money to spend a little bit, you know, 130 bucks gets you 190 pounds compared to fifteen dollars gets you six pounds and uh you know hundred and ninety pounds of uh salt calcium and rabbit food that that's going to go a long ways you this will last me well it depends on how many uh sites that you have set up really if you do one this will last you probably two years if you have like four well it might last you six months to a year kind of thing and also depends on how much you're putting down yada yada whatever that that's up to you For me, I usually fill up like a five-gallon bucket, maybe half five-gallon bucket starting out, and then I just kind of go from there. Once it's established, then I might just take a five-gallon bucket out and dump it out and spread it all around, and then that way it really soaks into the ground and you have something really really solid and established set up for the long run. But anyways, guys, uh, that's my two cents on this uh, this whole industry on uh, minerals and supplements and salt. Uh, if you guys have any questions, uh, reach out to me and uh, fire them away in the comment section there. I'll, I'll try to get to as many as I can. And uh, yeah, if you're just listening to this, I'd really appreciate it if you went over to our YouTube channel and subscribed there. Uh, we got over 4,000 subscribers now, so we're slowly getting bigger and better. Hopefully better, Uh, but anyways, yeah, that's all for me today, guys. Catch you on the next one.